listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Amen. Amen. Welcome. My name's Mark, and so for some, most of you know me, but if you don't know me, my name's Mark. Ashley, I'm one of the uh, part of the teaching team here at the Mission, and welcome to the Mission. If it's your first time here, we're, we're happy to have you here. If it's not your first time here, well, um, yeah, you're stuck with me, so we'll, you guys will figure that out soon. But um, I've been pretty busy actually over the past few few months at work, so you might not have seen me around as much. But um, I've had had also we had some golf tournaments um, that we played in, my kids played in, and so um, I've got the um, professional, uh, you know, golfer in Preston, and, you know, he's going to, I don't know, I think he's going to be Tiger Woods soon, but anyways, he, 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 he won last week, so we're done with golf tournaments for, for um, several months now, so anyways, so I've been, I've, been, I've been missing you guys, and I've been missing being up here and, and talking and about, about things that are really important to, to me and important to you, and, and more, than, more than that, just, just really hanging out with, with our family, and that's what we've been saying, that, that the, the mission is really more than just church, it's, it's a family. So I get to talk with you today about the final, final uh, sermon in the series called Communication, and it's kind of, kind of fitting, um, actually, because I'm actually the regional director for clinician-patient communication for Southern California Permanente Medical Group, Medical Group. so that's a lot of words and a, a big title, and, um, but it's all about communication, and so I, I thought, why not um, you know, finish this series out with, with the communication expert? Um, t- yeah, trust me, my wife knows better than that, but... But uh, in my department, what I do is I teach doctors how to communicate better with patients. Um, we teach kind of the techniques and the tactics about how to, how to communicate well. Um, we, we talk about investing in the beginning of a relationship, really, really uh, kind of connecting with that person and building rapport and trying to understand the patient as a, as a human being, not just a not just a, a disease process, right? And we talk about eliciting the perspective of the, of the patient's illness and what it means to them and what it means in their culture and how, how maybe they, they see the, the, their illness and, and the perspective is really important. And finally, or thirdly, is, to, is really demonstrating empathy for, for the tough, difficult emotions that come up when we talk with, with our patients as physicians. And finally, we talk about giving education or investing in the end of the visit in giving education um, that's directed to the patient at the level that they are with, with the understanding of who they are and also understanding their perspective on their illness. Um, so these, this is kind of like our four habits, we call it, of effective communication within um, within doctor-patient communication. And, and, and I think it's a little bit different whenever we talk about any communication. Communication, though, is, is truly is just communication. So when we talk with God, um, we have similar um, tactics and tricks and rules <laughs> that work really well when we talk with God. So it's very similar. Communication is communication. And we've talked a lot about that over the last three weeks, and today we're going f- to finish that up. But as I said, Adrienne would be, if, if if she's being honest, she would say, I'm not the, the best communicator in, in the world. And, and, uh, but I always like to say, because I am, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in, in, as, this, as the director of this program, right? And I'm, I'm supposed to be the expert. So I always like to say, well, Phil Jackson is a really good, you know, basketball coach. He wasn't a very good basketball player. So it's okay if I'm not the, the best at communicating. <laughs> I'm really good at coaching it. And, and that's why, that's why um, I do it. But I really try to do my best when I'm working with my patients um, to, to embody those four habits of, of really understanding patients and really doing communication well. But communication, it's not, it's not easy. It's really actually kind of tough. And, um, 
again, I find myself slipping up all the time, especially when it comes to listening. Um, listening is the, the part that's, as a physician, is kind of hard because we actually have all the answers. And so we know when you tell us, I've got this sore throat and it's been going on for three days and I've also got a little stuffy nose and a cough, we know actually what that is and we don't need to listen to the rest of it because we already know. Um, but we, we have to sit there and entertain the fact that, oh, this must be very difficult for you. I can only imagine how, how painful that is. Oh, it's got to be tough. So, you know, that's our, that's our burden to bear is when we, as physicians. Um, actually, maybe you've gone to the doctor and poured out your heart about something that's going on. I, I mean, maybe it sounds something a little bit like this. Um, Doc, my back, you know, it's hurting me real bad, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of worried about it. It's not getting better. I, I'm worried that I might, you know, be in a wheelchair, and that, you know, maybe, actually, my uncle had back pain, and then he ended up having cancer, and I'm scared I have cancer. And that sounds funny, right? But, but actually, as, as physicians, we hear that, and, and usually, the, maybe you've, you've heard this, too, you know, you kind of, the doctor looks at you and says, so do you have any fevers or chills with that? And like, well, I was just talking about the fact that I was worried I might have cancer. And you're not, you're not, you don't, it doesn't seem like you, you care, you're listening. And, and truly that's, that's kind of how, how um, listening goes for doctors. And when I hear, when I coach physicians, they, they often will, will jump to the point, right? Rather than actually listening. And uh, so when you've poured out your heart and soul to this person that you would never, never maybe even talk to, or, or you've never even talked to anybody in your, in your whole life about something really important to you, and, you, and they just kind of move on or, or just ask a question that seems very irrelevant, um, you know, it can feel like you're not being heard. And so that's, that's what we try to work on with our physicians, and, and uh, I think we, even as hu- in, human, in human relationships, we, we have similar problems. We listen not to, not to really hear what the the person is trying to, is, is, is really concerned about, really worried about, but we listen for a reply so that we can reply. We, Stephen Covey calls it, uh, you know, listening to, not just to understand, but to, but to reply. And I, I, I hear that all the time um, within physicians, but I wonder if, if, there's a question for you, I, mean, I wonder if God ever feels that way, that, that he's not being, being listened to. Because that's really the question we're going to talk about today is, do you ever think that God might feel like he's not being heard or not being listened to? Um, you know, God has poured out his heart and soul for how he sees the world to us, and he's told us how he feels about things that may be going on in our lives, or he might, he might see something in, in our lives and tell us, hey, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. It, it, it's, it's, it's worrying me that that's going to that's gonna trip you up. I'm, I'm worried about you. Or maybe he's, he's told us a plan for our lives, and and do we just listen to reply? Do we just listen and say, yeah, that sounds great, God, but, but what, what I'm really worried about is this. Um, give me, you know, can you give me a nice house to live in? Because, you know, my house is, I'm, I'm, worried about, I'm worried about my kids getting into college or maybe, you know, uh, just take care of my job. I, my, I hate my job. Can you give me a new job? Um, you know, my car is getting old and it's, um, that's my wife's little joke with my wife, but um, my car is getting old and I need a new one. And, um, and uh, you know, those kinds of things that we, we ask God about and do we ever think that maybe God's not hear, feeling like he's being heard? Um, and I think, you know, you see it a lot, actually, in, in political communication. If you ever turn on CNN, which I never do anymore because I get tired of watching this happen, um, where they bring somebody on from, from the, that believes strongly um, from the right, that's, that's your right, and, and, and if somebody really believes strongly from the, from the left, and they, they, they 
they, they have a discussion, but, but honestly, they're not talking to each other. They don't hear anything each other is saying. They're just listening to say, I want to make my point. I need to make my point. And I think sometimes that's how we talk with God. We just want to make our point, and we don't always hear what God has to say to us. So when we listen to God, are we listening with our own agenda or trying to understand God's agenda? And this month, like I said, we've been talking about communication with God, and Jason and, and Ricardo have, have done a great job kind of doing an exposition of the, of the Lord's Prayer, and, and last week Jason talked about authenticity in prayer. And just go and listen to the podcast because they, they'll do it way better justice than I can, but, um, but uh, actually when Ricardo was talking, we, Ricardo was talking to me about this, this message last, uh, last week, he's like, hey, Mark, this is the culmination of the series on communication, um, it's about listening to God, and I was just like, this is the, this is the, the, the pinnacle of the, of the four-week series, you got this, brother, and I was like, oh, man, this is no pressure, right? <laughs> Whew, just figure out how to listen to God. And uh, tell everybody else how to do it. So, um, and if you're like me, maybe you're like me, I, I don't know, but, but it's often sometimes hard to hear God's voice. I mean, maybe you guys have, have that gift of, of hearing God's voice in a big, booming uh, voice in your, in your head, and, and uh, um, I don't. I, I don't have that, that gift. And so sometimes I think about it, and I say, man, why should I be standing up here talking about hearing God's voice when I... It, you know, it's not something that you hear a big, you know, booming voice like Moses in, in the burning bush or something like that. Um, so I don't know if I'm like, like the right guy to be preaching this message, but you're stuck with me for about another 20, 20 minutes. So um, I think it would be kind of weird, actually, hearing, hearing God's voice in your head, right? I mean, it would be nice because then I'd, I'd know for sure it's him, but I'm not sure, um, I'm not sure what I would do with that. Uh, but it would be more efficient, I think, than, than sometimes how it works for me, at least, um, if I heard his voice, but perhaps he actually already has spoken to us. I think, I think the point is that God's voice comes to us in many different forms. Sometimes it is, you know, a verbal, you know, people hear that, and, um, you know, like I said, I'm not the one that has that, but some people do. Other, other people, it's, it's through wise counsel or people that, that you come in contact with that speak words of truth into your life. Sometimes, and many times, it's through, through prayer and hearing the Holy Spirit's voice, and, and finally, through Scripture. So there's lots of different re- ways that we hear God's voice, but today we're going to talk about a couple of them. And, but I believe that God do, does truly speak to us through Scripture, and so that's what we're going to talk about today um, a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, he told this story, and he, and he spoke to this ancient people, the, the Jewish people that, that began many, many years ago, and, uh, you know, they collected it into a, uh, a collection of books and stories and, and letters and, and uh, you know, accounts of, of historical facts, and we call it the Bible, right? So, so there's many different uh, points where, where God has spoken to his people, and through those stories and through what God has has put into the Bible, we can actually hear his voice. So that's, that's kind of the point of today. So I'm pretty sure you probably wouldn't be surprised that when, uh, when, when, when Christianity started, when Jesus um, came into the world and people were, began believing in, in Jesus and then he, he rose from the dead and he left them, he, the people probably were still struggling with the same exact question, like how do I hear what God, God's telling me? 
And so we're going to start with a, with a letter that Paul wrote to the Roman church, um, and he wrote about this problem of dealing how to pray when we have a difficult time even knowing, you know, what to say or what to pray about, and, uh, and we have a really hard time understanding what God's plan is. And uh, so let's, let's look at this verse in Romans, Romans 8, 26 through 27, and let me just kind of set the scene here. You know, Paul is talking about this problem of, of faith, which is this, this longing for the hope that Jesus brought into the world when he, he came, um, and it's, the, it's what we call the gospel message, right, this, this hope that, that, that Jesus brought, but we, they couldn't tangibly see the end product, the end result, and, and that is kind of the weakness that he's talking about, um, about here, this weakness of faith where you're like, I believe it, I, I, I know there's hope, but I just don't quite see it. And so this is where, where um, it picks up in Romans 8, verses 26 through 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Again, the weakness of, of this, this faith of, of belief. Um, for we do not know what to pray. For as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Isn't that amazing that, that God, even when we don't know what to pray for, the Holy Spirit is groaning for reconciliation in our lives. And not just in our lives, like personally, but in the whole world. He, he, he sees the plan and he says, it's not exactly like I want it. It's, my will is not yet done on, in heaven as it is on earth, I mean, and on earth as it is in heaven, right? That, that point that we talked about in, in Matthew 6, 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That, that's not yet completely fulfilled. And because of that, the Holy Spirit groans. And, and because of that, we might not even know what it is that's, that's tripping us up, that, that's getting in the way, but we just know that it's not right. And the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. He groans about that. And he says, mm, it's not right. I want it different. So even when we don't know what to say, God hears us and he responds to us. Even when we don't know what to say, you know, God hears us and he responds. And see, the practical side of this is actually, it's actually a good way to segue into listening because even when we don't know what to say, God hears us and responds to us, and that means we don't feel like we have to always be talking to God. We can actually just sit with God and listen. Because if you don't have to talk, then, you know, you have some room in the conversation for listening. But, but how do we know then what God is saying, right? Um, have, you, have you ever read a Bible passage and you, you've read it before many, many times, and then you read it one time, and you said, wow, I never saw it that way before. It's like, so, like you're reading something completely different. And if you don't read the Bible, that's, that's totally fine. I'm not, I'm not judging you, because there's a lot of, lot of complicated, you know, topics and techniques, and, and I mean, sorry, words in the Bible that are very, very complex, and not, not a lot of fun sometimes to read. So if you don't, try it sometime. It's, it's actually, it's kind of, it's kind of cool how that, how the Bible actually speaks to us and, and speaks differently sometimes, depending on our circumstances and what's going on. In fact, the next verse in Romans 8.28 is actually an example of that 
for me in my life. Um, we're going to put it up there uh, on, on the screen and we'll read it together. But, and we know, so remember in the context of what Paul was saying, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And that's a great verse. Sometimes we put it on a, you know, a coffee mug and make it feel, you know, makes us feel special, especially when people are going through difficult times. Oh, it's all going to work out for good. And I used to think of it just like that, like, okay, well, if I'm a Christian, then God's just going to make everything good. And, um, but sometimes, we, I mean, if you live life long enough, we know that's not always the case. Bad, thing hap- bad things happen even to Christians. And, 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 and so I think that's, the, that's kind of my, my learning in, in, in this, whole, this whole point of Scripture speaking to us. Because when I, when I look at that, I say, in the context of what was just what Paul was just saying is that there's this groaning that God is not just going to like paper over the pain in our lives and just make it make it good, but God just doesn't believe it's 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 right yet. He's going to work on it until it's just like His will. His will is done in, on earth as it is in heaven, as as Matthew says, right? And that changed kind of my my view of that scripture because we often use it, like I said, to just kind of make people kind of hope, hope, hope they can feel better when they're going through something tough. Oh, you, you just lost your job. Well, all things work together for good. And that just never like resonated well with me when I was going through tough stuff. Um, and so I, I saw that in the, this whole context and it changed how I saw that verse. And I saw that as Christ followers, we're part of a bigger purpose of kingdom work. We have a purpose, and the, and the pain and the tragedies in life, they don't all just have a happy ending. They can't have a happy ending, but, but, but we can be confident that our Heavenly Father, He's groaning. He's groaning right along with us, even when we can't put it into words, even when we can't understand it. He's groaning with us, because His will has not yet been done on earth. And that was a profound change in the way I saw the truth about God. In Hebrews 4, we hear that God's word is alive. This, this is Hebrews 4, verses 12 and 13. And this is super key to our understanding of how God speaks through the scriptures because it's, it's kind of an example of what just happened in Romans eight twenty eight for me. And it's this, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And again, that process of, of Romans 8.28 for me was, was God speaking to me through the living, breathing word of God to help me grow and to comfort me even. It was like a surgical knife that was cutting out what was not true about God and, and about my life and, and, and revealing who God was, and who God truly was. You see, our Heavenly Father, He wants you to be changed. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to be renewed. And He speaks to you through prayer and through truly understanding Scripture. And if you read, read the Bible, it exposes those places in your life where, where you're not quite there yet, where you need to grow. And it gives you answers sometimes to the, the toughest, deepest questions that you're, that you're asking and, 
and it guides you through the rough patches of life. It's living and it's active. It breathes and it moves with what God wants to say. But you have to listen to it. You have to listen to it. It's funny, Jesus did this for his followers too. In fact, the day he rose from the dead, he was hanging out with these two guys on the road to Emmaus. You probably read this story. And, um, and they didn't actually recognize him, but, but he basically showed them through Scripture how, how, how he had fulfilled all the prophecy in the Old Testament. He basically kind of stepped them stepwise through the process of, of who he was through the lens of the Old Testament. And it was as if their minds were blown. They were just like, Whoa, I never even thought of that. And then, they, then he sat down with them and he ate dinner with them. And once they realized it was Jesus, he, he like did this vanishing act. It was, I don't understand that, but, but we'll, we'll go to that, that verse right now. It's in Luke 24, 31 through 32. And here it is, their, their eyes were opened and then they recognized him and then he vanished from their sight. And then they said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened us? open to us the scriptures. You see, Jesus was, was actually talking with them, and like literally speaking, talking to them. Um, but while he was talking with them, their hearts, they were burning with, the, with a love for the scripture, with an understanding that was just different than they had before. So see, Jesus spoke to them through the scripture and helped them see it in a different way, in a different light. And I'm not sure why he had to just, just up and disappear. I mean, that was kind of rude, right? Um, you know, just like right in the middle of dinner, like take off. But, I mean, he's Jesus, so we'll just give, give him a pass there. I think he, he knew what he was doing. Um, but I think it's instructive that Jesus can speak to us and help us understand him in new ways. And he does that through our hearts just burning for the Scripture. See, Jesus can speak to us and help us understand him in new ways and he does that through our hearts, just, just seeing Scripture differently, burning with this desire to understand him more. And when you feel that, that's, that's Jesus speaking to you. And so we, we hear that, that the Holy Spirit you know, speaks even when we don't have anything to say. And we understand that, that Jesus speaks to us with, through this burning desire to understand the scripture more, to, to, it is like living and breathing. But finally, I don't know about you, but maybe this is a question that only, that only pertains to me, but um, how do we know that, that when Jesus is speaking to us that it's actually like Jesus and not, not some like, like, like the turkey that uh, I ate on Thursday, just, you know, kind of not settling right, or maybe... <laughs> Maybe it's, you know, somebody comes to you and you think, oh, that person should know what they're talking about. I, I mean, I must, I, I, it's got to be from God, um, you know, that, that this, this word that, that somebody spoke to me. Um, how do we know that it's, that it's true, that it's real, that it's, it's not just something that, that we're making up in our heads? How do we know that it's not the enemy that's trying to deceive us? So, you know, maybe it's even just, hearing a preacher speak and you're like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, that, that sounds right. It has to be right. How do we know? How do we know for sure that this is the voice of God but not, not something else? So there's a, there's a passage in 1 John and it's um, 1 John 4, 1 through 6. I was just going to read one of the verse, but I feel like this is, a, this is one of those things where 
we're just going to let the, we're going to let the uh, passage kind of breathe for itself, um, as, as Hebrews says. So we'll start from 1 John 4, 1 through 6. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. So little children, you are from God and have over, overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And I wish I had time to unpack all of that because there's a lot of stuff in that verse. But like I said, I think we're just going to have to let God... um, you know, be living and active just like we read in Hebrews or we're never going to get out of here um, today. So ba- basically John is, is saying this, that you need to test what you hear against what you know to be true about Jesus. You need to test what you hear about what you know to be true about who Jesus is by reading the Bible, right? You, you know who Jesus was. You know his character. And when you hear something, you have to test it. And how do you know? You, you know that by, by reading the scriptures and by understanding who God is and who Jesus is. So prayer, both talking and listening, happens through the lens of the Holy Spirit and through the lens of scripture. And it's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. It's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. It's, it's two ways. You see, the big, booming voice that we all probably wish we could hear at times when we're crying out to God, that voice has been there all along. And how are you going to access that voice today? I truly believe that the key to any relationship, the key to any relationship, whether it's a doctor-patient relationship or a marriage relationship or friends or relationships with your kids, the true importance of, of understanding each other and listening to each other that's the most important part of communication. And especially in our relationship with God, listening and truly having understanding for what God is trying to communicate with us, it changes our relationship completely. But we have to work at it. It doesn't just happen naturally. Our, our natural inclination is to talk. Our, our natural inclination is to just say what we need. But the most important thing in any relationship is to understand what the other person needs, what the other person worries about, what the other person is concerned about for you. And truly listen to that and take it in. And we can actually have that deeply connected relationship with our Heavenly Father because He loves us so much that even when we don't know what to say, He hears our groans and cries of our heart, and he responds to us. He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit and through the reading of Scripture, and we can have that powerful, life-changing communication with our Heavenly Father every day. And I don't know what that would look like or what, what that might mean for you if that was how we communicated with God every day. 
But I, but I guarantee you that our decisions would be much easier. And we'd make better decisions in our lives a lot, a lot of times. It would be, our lives would be more aligned with who God is and, and what God's will for was in our life and, and, and in the world. Our time and our resources would be more pointed toward eternity than to the temporal stuff that happens you know, in, our, in our everyday. And our desires, they would be much closer to his desires. See, this relationship with God that we all, we deep down inside are looking for, even, even people who don't believe in God are looking for that relationship with the true heavenly Father. That just requires listening to his voice. So, I hope that throughout this, this last four weeks we've kind of unpacked how it, how it looks to truly communicate with God as, 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 as like you would with any other relationship. Because it wouldn't work if we don't listen. And that's the point that, that Ricardo made, that, that, that it works great. We can talk all we want, but we need to hear. And so um, let's practice that this week. And um, let's pray together. Jesus, we just thank you for this, this concept and this, this fact that you, you truly want to speak with us. You want to hear us and you want us to hear you and it's possible and it's, and it's real. And sometimes it, it doesn't come in the form of a of a big booming voice, but in the form of reading your word. And God, I just ask that as we, as we go out today that we would take this, these words to heart, that the, the different places in, in scripture that, that you've given us this instruction to hear your voice, God, I just ask that, that we would do it, um, that we would have the courage to just take some time to be, to be quiet and to listen. And not just to listen and hear it, but to obey it, to, to, to actually take it to heart. And God, as the ushers come today, we just pray for your blessing on, on our offerings and, and ask that you would take what we bring and, and multiply it Help it to touch the community. Help it to touch people in our neighborhoods and, and to the ends of the earth. God, we just thank you so much for what you've given to us and ask that you would um, help us to go out and be a light to, the, to those around us and the, to the world that needs so much this relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.